You're listening to Trending with Timory, offering an eternal perspective on today's hottest topics. National speaker Timory Millington has been a passionate advocate for life as long as she can remember, helping Gen X through Z answer the call to true feminism and authentic manhood. Timory holds a master's degree in biblical theology, and she covers this week's hottest stories from a Catholic worldview. You're listening to Trending with Timory. We have a full show lined up today. I have a special guest who I'll introduce to you in just a moment here. Do any of you find yourselves maybe self-employed, in between jobs? Maybe you're finding yourself sick and tired of dealing with the immoral issues surrounding health care, whether that's abortion, contraception. Now we're facing this insanity of sex changes. I mean, I don't even think we've talked about whether or not we're paying to insurance plans that are paying for essentially a science experiment on children. I mean, the whole thing is a topic that we're going to dive into in a very interesting way. My guest today is Brad Hahn, who is the co-founder and CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity HealthShare is a nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry that offers an ethical and affordable alternative based on the social and moral doctrines of the Catholic Church to areas surrounding insurance. Welcome. For, thank you for being with us, Brad. Yes, thank you. It's a blessing to be on your show, Timory. You know, you guys are doing incredible work. You know, for me, I decided to dive into the issue really getting into media because of the HHS mandate that we faced, gosh, less than 10 years ago while President Obama um, was president. And we saw that across the nation, all of a sudden, people of faith, not people of faith, everyone was going to be required to fund abortive patients, contraception, um, you know, even sterilization in their health care insurance. Even employers were going to be forced to offer this to clients. And it created a huge dilemma for Catholics across the nation. Can you speak a little to that? Well, that's exactly why we founded Solidarity HealthShare is to as a response to that. And kind of the, the big picture is there, there were basically two ways people were going with their health care, how they pay for health care, through traditional insurance, which had a lot of moral issues like you articulated. And then there was also another uh, avenue that are called health care sharing ministries. And with health care sharing ministries, there wasn't one that was, you know, authentically, solidly Catholic. And so that's what we ended up doing, Chris Faddis, myself, and Dr. John Ertley, is to partner up with a little small Mennonite church outside of Utica, Ohio, to form the first Mennonite uh, Catholic healthcare sharing ministry, and to make this opportunity available to all faithful Catholics throughout the United States. But that's the reason why we founded uh, founded Solidarity. And directly in response to HHS mandate, that is phenomenal. And this is, I think me people might say, why are we talking about insurance? Well, it's an area where we're actually really struggling, not just from the perspective of morality, but I mean, we'll talk about this later. It is becoming absolutely unaffordable for families. Yeah, the affordability issue is, is key for middle-class America, especially right now. A lot of people are paying more for their health care throughout the year than they are for a small new vehicle. You know, and the costs are getting out of control. You know, and the reason costs are getting so out of control is the insurance industry itself. The consumer of health care, the providers of health care, even the insurance companies have no idea what a procedure costs. They just simply make up numbers and costs. 
And then if they need to make more money that month, the hospital system will simply just raise its rates. And so that's what the other component, you know, with solidarity, we have the conscience issues we're trying to solve for, but are also trying to solve for what I call an amoral payer system, where we have to sit here and try to figure out exactly what things cost. And, you know, God forbid we use the term free market when it comes to health care. So I, I agree we should pay a fair and reasonable price for our health care, but that's where transparency comes in. So we want to be very transparent in our members' medical bills, and we help our members fight for transparency so we're not overpaying for our medical care. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit from another moral perspective as well. You yourself are also an attorney. You have a background in having practiced law. I imagine that comes in incredible handy right now dealing with the health care issue. We are facing right now this change in the cultural landscape where to be transgender is not only trendy, but it's a part of the mental health issue. And I say this often, uh, instead of teenagers coming out with, you know, experiencing bulimia and other eating disorders, they're now coming out with saying that they are transgender. Now, unfortunately, our culture is catering to that and they're doing science experiments with sex changes. That's something that's not covered underneath solidarity. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. And so we will never share in a medical expense for, you know, tra- trans, whatever you want to call it, you know, to, to transition to another another sect. And the reason is because we're faithful to the teaching of the church. And I'll give you an example of what happened is we had a, uh, a, a mom call in who was a member and her teenage daughter was a member of Solidarity Well as well. And she basically asked, uh, my, doc- my doctor says that my daughter's ir- irregular on her monthly period. So therefore, she wants to go and prescribe uh, contraception. Uh, Will Solidarity pay for that contraception because we want to go to Planned Parenthood to do that? Well, our nurse very smartly responded to that and said, no, ma'am, we will not allow your daughter to pollute her body with chemicals. And so we referred her to a doctor, a very faithful OBGYN in San Diego area, who's very faithful to the church. And then she found out that um, she was just, she had some issues with some um, some chemicals in her body and some, and, and short of some natural supplements. So with her, just some natural supplements would took care of that. And so that's what, and she called back a month later, just so ex- excited in tears. Thank you for telling me the truth, what the church teaches on, on medical care. Thank you for not allowing me and paying for contraception for my daughter. She's doing great today. And that's another thing what we do at Solidarity is we actually share in natural family planning medical expenses and NAPRO technology as well, because not only do we want to honor the woman and honor the teaching of the church when it comes to women's female health care, we want to rise, raise that up to a level where we respect the dignity of all human life and especially the dignity of, of reproduction. You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray. That is Brad Hahn, who's a co-founder and CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. We are seeing the real crossover between a Catholic ethical lifestyle and healthcare. These are decisions that you and I have to face that with a great support, Solidarity is helping guide people through. And, you know, it's incredible, Brad, because looking at the story that you just shared about this young girl who they wanted to put on birth control, so many young women can relate to this. I myself have struggled with autoimmune disease issues and other issues that went I undiagnosed for years. And unfortunately, they look at me. I'm a woman, which is ironic with the kind of this uh, mindset that you can't really say someone's a man or a woman. But automatically, to treat any type of condition, they commonly want to put you on birth control. 
And no one's talking about the long-term impact that that will have on a woman's future fertility. What if she decides to start becoming sexually active because she knows she's on birth control and she doesn't know it works as an abortion? I mean, these are the things that you guys are helping draw the line with by not paying for unnecessary medical treatments. No, you're absolutely right. And that's part of our mission here at Solidarity. You know, and I think the the average Catholic uh, in the pew is very poorly catechized when it comes to uh, moral and ethical issues in healthcare as it relates to their to their body and to the to the how the system works in the United States. So that's part of our mission here at Solidarity is we're a missionary organization. Number one is we want to proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ according to the teaching of the Catholic Church as it relates to everyone's healthcare. And so we take this very seriously, and we're very honored to to uphold the teaching of the Church. And we get many stories like that, where people are calling in, wanting to do something, and we're able to tell them the truth, you know, in a very loving way. And we basically are, are creating converts, disciples of Christ along the way. That is incredible. And you guys are helping so that people and young teenagers who maybe wouldn't have known that they were facing some sort of a diagnosis that could cause them to be infertile. Maybe, you know, I look at the work of NAPRO technology and they're able to hunt down areas that cause infertility. They're able to work with, you know, severe things such as PMS symptoms. I had a guest on here a couple of weeks ago who works with as a fertility care practitioner. And some people aren't realizing that these severe health issues for young women are contributing to the mental health crisis as well, and no one's addressing this. Yeah, and that's we just don't know what medicine, what the prescriptions can do for us. I mean, when I was an attorney for 21 years, I had an estate planning law practice and, you know, represented, I did a lot of end-of-life issues, did a lot of counseling on how to make a good moral decision on end-of-life, but I was just amazed at how many people are on, you know, especially the retirees would be on 12 to 14 different, you know, prescription drugs. You know, and we have no idea how they inter- interrelate with one another. But I think the prescription drug crisis is um, is really causing a lot of trouble these days. Well, and you're appealing to a whole other issue as well, bioethics. I mean, we can take so many paths here, but I want to talk about it from the position of physician-assisted suicide and euthanasia, which you've had to deal with from a legal perspective as well. You know, a lot of the time in the past, unless someone happened to have an opportunity to receive a presentation by someone like Father Tad from the National Center for Catholic Bioethics, they didn't know how to navigate the topic of end-of-life issues. But now with solidarity, if people are working with you, they have that guidance from you guys based on what will and will not be covered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm certified from the National Catholic Bioethics Center, and I work closely with Father Tad on, on a lot of these end-of-life issues as well. And so we're looking to work closely with them to get the truth of Jesus Christ out on end-of-life issues. But if you want also want to look at this too, Timory, we're talking about us as individuals, but um, physician-assisted suicide, you know, and is is also being mandated on the on the physicians. Mm-hmm. So they're saying in some states, you know, you're a doctor, you must perform physician-assisted suicide or refer out, which is another immoral activity. You can't really refer out to, to kill somebody, and otherwise you're going to lose your doctor's license. You're going to lose your license to practice nursing, you know, and such like that. And that's where we are right now. And we just saw that with the uh, Health and Human Services put out these conscience protection regs for providers. And a court is now just this week and joined them and saying that they cannot take effect. So not only are we trying to, at Solidarity, trying to find a solution for the consumer of health care, that faithful Catholic, you know, who doesn't want to violate their conscience, there's going to be a day down the road in the next 10 to 15 years, maybe even sooner, where doctors can no longer participate in, in health insurance 
because with the laws are so complex right now, they're going to be forced to violate their conscience as well. So that's why we have to come up with other avenues, other ways where consumers can get their health care paid and shared through solidarity, but also the providers can go and not have to be forced to violate their conscience and under you know, you know, Catholic social teaching still earn a fair and just wage in their business. Brad, it's absolutely unacceptable. I was reading that story over the weekend. You know, Thank God that one of the things that has been implemented in the current administration has been conscience protections. And I had the opportunity to meet with some of the people from Health and Human Services this summer, and they were talking about how if there's a violation of conscience, please contact us. If you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, let us know because we can't help you after the fact, but we can help you navigate through it during. But a lot of people don't know that they have a whole department ready to help with these issues. But now here we are, conscience protections increase, and then all of a sudden this court decision says, no, this doesn't pass. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah, that's what the, in my opinion, the Trump administration has done an incredible job, you know, with conscience protection, getting transparency built into the health care insurance system right now. And there's an office of civil rights. That's the office you're talking about with the yes. human services that, that work closely to try to protect the rights of conscience for providers. But it's, um, it, it's not enough you know, uh, have an health and human service, because these regs that we saw the Trump administration pass, they were present during the uh, during the Bush administration. And then what happens, a new regime comes in like Obama, the Obama administration, and guts all those regulations, installs its own. And then now when Trump comes in, removes all the Obama regulations, and then brings back in the, the, the Trump, administ- Trump administration back to the Bush rules, right? But the point is, is this is we're going to have this ping-pong match, you know, between the Democrats and Republicans on this on these issues. And so what I'm hoping for and praying for that we can get some permanent statutory protections in federal and state law. Amen. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, because we can't sit there and, and just and keep playing this ping-pong game, keep everything going to courts. What we need is people that are going to respect the religious liberty rights of all individuals and not force everyone to violate conscience. The only way we, we can do that, in my opinion, is through a statutory resolution. I know the Trump administration and Health and Human Services there, they're doing a great job within the framework, but they can't change the law. And we need faithful congressmen and senators to be confident there to protect us and change the law. That's Brad Hahn, CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. Amen to what you're saying, Brad. And, you know, I see possibly one of the areas where people are going to continue to become more outraged is when doctors are being pressured to violate their conscience with regard to this sex change issue. We're seeing with this Equality Act that already passed through Congress may or may not be taken up by the Senate any day now, in fact. But under that Equality Act, it would start to violate the consciences of physicians to have to perform various types of sex changes or administer hormone replacement therapies for children. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's an outrage. And so there is a natural moral law that we all need to be faithful to. And that's something else we have to realize. I was in a conversation with somebody, with a congressman from uh, from Pennsylvania this about, about a year and a half ago now, and we're talking about this. And I said, Congressman, I said, it's an outrage that I have to come to you and plead to you um, to, to, get, to get around this individual mandate because this law with the Affordable Care Act violates the Constitution, violates my right of religious liberty in this country, where I, it violates my conscience. And, you know, founding fathers traditionally talked about that in this country, where they talked about property a lot, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property and pursuit of happiness. But part of the property, what the founding fathers thought about was conscience, too. 
That conscience is a property where you have to protect from the federal government can't come in and violate your conscience. And we're so far away from that right now in the current political struggle. And it's time to rekindle that idea again, where I have a fundamental right of conscience, you know, through the Constitution. And no government can interfere between that and my God. And that's where we have to get back to. And so I'm praying that with this next election cycle in 2020, that we can make a headway there. It's a reminder of the importance to practice your Catholic faith through how you vote, because these moral issues are fundamental to the future of this nation. I want to tie this topic background. You know, you mentioned earlier how because of the HHS mandate, people like yourself and creating solidarity is really helping not only for employers, but also employees to find a way around having to pay for abortion. Can you talk about how health sharing is essentially different from health insurance and what Solidarity is doing there? Yeah, what health sharing basically is in its simplest form is a community of believers, like-minded believers coming together based on a religious, you know, or, or spiritual bond or, 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 you know, faith bond. And then what we do is uh, we come together not only to take care of our emotional burdens regarding health care, but also the financial burdens of health care. So I'll give you an example how it works. My son just had an ankle surgery in July because he's a basketball player, and it seems like these basketball players always get injured, right? <laughs> and so what we, what we had to do is my wife had to go and find a, a good surgeon. Well, we found a good surgeon, and so what Solidarity did on behalf of, uh, of my son's uh, uh, surgeon is intervened for us to try to get a fair and reasonable price. You know, and so the, originally the surgeon in the hospital system wanted to charge something like $58,000 to do my son's surgery. And this is very common for all of our members. Solidarity was able to get that down to about $17,000, and it was pre-negotiated. And so then what we did is um, that, that, then that bill then was submitted for our entire membership, all 9,000 families, that was submitted to sharing. So like right now, my family pays $449 per month. That 17000 was more than the 449 So Solidarity, on the member's behalf, allocated other, other families' monthly contribution to my family to make sure that that medical bill was paid to the surgeon and also to the hospital system. So that's what it's about. Bills come in, we make sure they're fair and reasonably priced, and then we share those bills among, uh, among our community of, of members. Now, I noticed in your past, Brad, you actually wrote a whole book on stewardship and being a good steward of essentially what we have with our gifts, our time, our talent. And solidarity is practicing Catholic stewardship. It's recognizing that, you know, we are paying exorbitant prices for the health care that we need. Some people, in fact, are, you know, kind of skipping basic health care that they need because of expenses. But here, solidarity is helping to negotiate those numbers down so that it's more affordable and people can end up belonging to something such as solidarity uh, to receive the basic health care that they need that otherwise is burdening families on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's exactly what, which is so great because not only can we, uh, we're doing the right thing because we're not paying for intrinsically immoral behavior, right? Contraception, sterilization, abortion, but also the the payer system we're creating here. It's the same system that the Amazons use, that uh, the big companies like Home Depot and McDonald's use. And so what they do is they try to get fair and reasonable pricing on behalf of their employees. Why? Because it, because it, it saves McDonald's. It saves their, the company's money if they do that. But for us, it's, we're, we're, since we're a 501c3, a national not-for-profit ministry, our leadership team has a fiduciary responsibility to our members. So we want to make sure the, pro- the program is on good, solid ground and has a good processes and system in place so to make sure that the average American can afford health care in this country.
families are struggling right now over health care costs. We're going to talk about that in just a second. If you're just joining us, Solidarity HealthShare CEO Brad Hahn is with me. He's also the co-founder. You can learn more at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Brad, recently the Wall Street Journal reported that the average total cost of employer-provided health care coverage passed over $20,000 for a family each year. This is ridiculous. I mean, that's what some people are trying to scrape pennies together and, you know, really do what they can to get a car for the family. What's driving this cost that's taking away basic daily income? The, the biggest issue is the lack of transparency in billing, Timory. And so, like I said earlier, no one knows what things cost. And so that's why we can keep our costs down for our members of Solidarity is because we're asking those questions. And another example would be there was a hospital system in La Crosse, Wisconsin, that was traditionally charging about $25,000 for a knee replacement surgery. And finally, the CFO said, well, how much does this actually cost our hospital? They realized that the hospital had only cost them $10,000 to perform that surgery. So you can see they're over overbilling by $15,000. And that's how we've been trained as consumers of health care. How are we trained, Timory, with health insurance, right? Oh, I got a monthly, I got, a, I got my insurance card, I go to the emergency room, and I pay my $250 copay, and I don't care what things cost, right? Because mm-hmm. that's between the, uh, the doctor and the, and the insurance company, and the hospital and the insurance company. So once you take the consumer out of that negotiation, you lose all control and all power. And you, you probably remember this from in the, late, in the early 80s when Ronald Reagan was president. Remember all those audits of the Pentagon? There were people were paying $750 for a hammer. You know, they're paying contractors for hammers <laughs> like that. So when you have a lack of transparency, you take the consumer out, that's why these prices increase. So with solidarity, we're trying to get the consumer and our members back engaged in health care again. So our members, and we're, we're working hard with them to try to get them to understand that, they need to identify what things cost. You know, right now we have one woman who's going through a procedure next week, and, and um, the hospital system for a very simple surgery is trying to charge $87,000. Well, we looked at it, and a fair and reasonable price should be about $20,000. And so we're going to ask that member, if it's okay with her, to drive an extra 30 miles to save Solidarity's members the, the difference. And so that's what we try to do is try to give our members options. And, and since, we, since our members can choose the doctor, we want to help navigate so they get the best doctor they want, but also ones that aren't going to gouge them for pricing, the ones that are going to do fair and reasonable pricing and protect Christian moral and ethics and how they price health care. Isn't that incredible? Because they can get away with it, and we have no idea what the numbers are. Like you said, we go with our insurance card. We don't think about it. We just think about what that co-pay be, might be or the deductible we're not getting the quality care that we need because of it. I mean, they might even be altering procedures that are not what they claim it would be because we're not looking at in-depth parts of how we're receiving these types of care. No, you're absolutely right. And I'll give an example. A couple summers ago, I had bronchitis, so I went into the urgent care, and uh, the doctor came back and he says, um, you have bronchitis, who's your insurance company? (laughs) And I said, it's irrelevant who my insurance company is, doctor. Why do you need to know that? oh, I need to see what your insurance will cover so I make sure I can get the right prescription for you. And I said, no. (laughs) I said, you do what's best for me and my body, and I'll make sure that your medical expenses, I will pay for them. But then I went back and got reimbursed from Solidarity from from all the other members. But that's the kind of thinking we got to get out of. You know, not the type of insurance should not drive health care. What should be driving health care is that doctor-patient relationship. 
Doctor sits down with the patient and says, what's exactly going on? Patient informs the doctor, and both they can make a really good, well-informed decision what's best for that family. That's what we're trying to return health care to. Get this middleman, these insurance companies, out of this game because they're doing it wrong. They're, doing, they're, they're, promoting, they're promoting amoral, you know, unethical behavior, and they're also uh, driving up the costs. So with solidarity, we're trying to take back control of the health care system again because it's out of control. You know, Brad, you're making me think of just this summer at a family member who needed a heart halter uh, to monitor their heart. And they kept asking the insurance company. They kept asking the company that administered it. They asked even the hospital, how much is this going to cost if you're telling me I need to wear it for a whole month? They never got a single answer from any of the different entities that had prescribed or had any type of hand in the situation. I thought that is just unconscionable to not have that transparency even written on a website somewhere. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's what the Trump administration is trying to do with that transparency. Because, Timory, we wouldn't go buy a car that way. I want this car. I don't care what it's going to cost. We got to have that same mindset when we go in and buy our health care as well. That's Brad Hahn. He's the CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. We're going to be talking about how other organizations are becoming somewhat innovative with how they're doing health care and might we say more moral in how they're addressing the issue. We'll learn more about Solidarity. And remember, it's open enrollment. So this is the opportunity to make a change. Timory will be right back. Send her a tweet at Timory. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where morality and culture meet, offering an eternal perspective on today's hottest topics. have with me today Brad Hahn, who is the CEO and co-founder of Solidarity HealthShare. We've been talking about how Solidarity was created as a response to the Health and Human Services mandate, mandating that both the patient and the employee have to have some sort of financial involvement in other people's abortions, contraception, and even sterilization, rendering them infertile. And so we're looking for a moral alternative that is Solidarity Health Share. So we're talking about some of what's going on in the healthcare community, but also right now is open enrollment for many people. Or maybe you find yourself between jobs. Maybe you missed the date in the past. Tell us a little bit about what the opportunities are with Solidarity, Brad. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the big issue right now. So the open enrollment's open. So this is the only time that you can actually join uh, an insurance program through the Affordable Care Act exchanges. And with Solidarity HealthShare, we're, we're not insurance, and so there is no open enrollment you can join throughout the year. So now is the time to decide, you know, what's best for you and your family. And I just encourage families to look at a, an ethical option, but also possibly an affordable option for them or their family with Solidarity and, and the other health sharing ministries that are out there. And isn't it confusing, too? I mean, I recently got married this year, and I couldn't even join my husband's insurance. I mean, I actually am insured with Solidarity um, because we weren't, you know, we it was in the middle of the year. It wasn't during open enrollment. It just seems so unethical yeah. at times. Yeah, and that, that's they kind of tied it into kind of what that's how the Medicare model has worked. So they just have all the enrollment in one year. And Timory, we have so many families that once they are on solidarity, and then they do get a, a, an employment opportunity with an employer that offers health insurance, um, they still stick with solidarity. Right. You know, because they like the they like the moral option and. There is one guarantee you have if you do have insurance, you're probably going to overpay for your uh, health care, uh, just how the whole insurance system works. And, and that's why we're trying to restore and re- reclaim a, an authentic 
you know, healthcare tradition in this country and how we pay for our medical expenses. Can you give us a little bit of a comparison to help people have an idea? Because health insurance, I find a lot of people today don't really understand. Even a lot of millennials, you know, we're kind of a generation, a lot of us who maybe didn't have people around explaining these things. You know, I was talking to someone recently, like, why would I buy insurance? Why wouldn't I just pay out of pocket down the road? So what do prices look like and why is insurance so important? Yeah, well, it, some type of, you have to have some kind of mechanism to pay, uh, pay for your health care costs. And, that, you know, that's just and right in order to God it because, you know, we have to be good stewards of our body, but we also have to be good stewards with how we pay for our, our medical expenses. So, like, example, what a lot of people use insurance for is for that catastrophic illness. If I get really sick, you know, and, and pay out of pocket and then I don't have insurance, I, I could get really in a financial situation. That's what insurance is, is about, is, is kind of managing some type of risk. Health sharing ministry is, is completely different. So with health sharing ministry, it's just a community of believers coming together to share one another's medical expenses. And so what we do on behalf of our members is we track the monthly contributions that come in from a family, and we track um, the, the amount of medical expenses that the family share in every month, and there, and there could be a difference. So I'll give you an example. So um, we haven't raised our monthly contribution in over uh, almost three years now, but we realize that with the, with the growing rising costs of medical expenses, we had to increase that. So starting next year, we're asking our families to, to contribute $100 more per month uh, so we can make sure we have enough, uh, the members have enough money there to share a member's medical expenses. So I really don't like comparing health sharing ministry to insurance because health sharing is, is so different. You know, we're a community of people bonded together through, with Christ to try to share another one's, you know, emotional burdens and financial burdens with health care. Great. So I want to talk, Brad, about the story that came out from Amazon. So apparently Amazon is now play, paying for their employees to travel, potentially depending on where they live, across the country. For example, if they have cancer to Southern California, Los Angeles, to receive the best type of medical care for various types of cancer. They're doing that. And here's what's interesting. Amazon is even paying for their flights, their travel, their stay at near the hospital. All of these things, and it's incredible because it's less expensive to pay for them to get the best quality care at a place in Los Angeles rather than in their own hometown because the whole healthcare crisis has become such a problem. Can you speak to kind of what's going on and explain why this has become kind of very revolutionary with Amazon? Yeah, exactly. And that's the Amazon model. That's what Solidarity's model is based on as well. So we look for providers at Solidarity that are favorable to transparency and billing, you know, that will give fair and reasonable rates to our members. The same thing Amazon's doing because Amazon has a self-interest there too, right? They have to keep their medical expenses down because they're paying for the medical expenses on behalf of the employee. We're doing the same thing at Solidarity. We're trying to control the cost and keep the cost down for our members. So we're out searching for, for people to work with that would be open to receiving our members. And those hospital systems like Amazon's addressing, they don't want to send that to a hospital system that has no transparency, that overbill, that overcharge, because it's going to hurt their bottom line. And so that's why it's actually less expensive to find a hospital that's open to a cash pay or reduced rates, transparency, and, and negotiate on behalf because Amazon has huge buying power, right? Because I, I think they have like 800,000 employees. 
Well, actually, they use another company to do that, to try to find employer and try to find good providers to work with. And we're actually using that same company now as well that Amazon's using. So that same hospital system that Amazon talked about in that article, uh, we can we have access to them now. So we're we're working with other organizations like that to give better access to all of our members of Solidarity. That's Brad Hahn, CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. You're listening to Trending with Timory. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Timory. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. I let you know when new episodes of Trending are available. We talk about different issues throughout the week, even some fun personal photos of myself and my family. You can go check it out. Meantime, we are continuing to talk about Solidarity HealthShare. They are quality quality care at affordable rates. And I said HealthShare. I meant HealthShare. One of the neat things that I've learned about solidarity. Brad, can you share about this? You get to choose the doctors that you want to see. And in fact, you get to keep your doctor if you want to. Yes. Yeah, it, actually, that's what I think President Obama was talking about <laughs> with the Affordable Care Act, is you can keep your doctor. I think he was talking about solidarity. <laughs> it's true this yeah, time, but, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. And so um, if if our members are self-pay, cash-pay patients, they can choose every, anybody they want to. But now sometimes that's overwhelming to new members because they're used to insurance, right, Timmer? And it's like, okay, I got this list of doctors I can go to. And so our, some of our men, members panic if they have too much, too many options there. So that's what we're doing right now is, is uh, we can help guide our members through. And so with the process we're implementing now that should be implemented here in the next about two months is if, um, if, if one of our members needs a procedure out here in, in beautiful Arizona, right, in Phoenix, Arizona area, they can call in and say, I need a surgeon to do this. And we're, we will be able to access to a database of all the surgeons in the area that use fair and reasonable pricing as their standard. And so then we can say, here's, here's a list of three uh, good surgeons in the area that you may want to look at. And then now it's up to the member to go decide which one they want to work with. Or it could be the reverse, too. The reverse could be, um, you know, I, I need to go to this procedure. I really like this doctor. I found a good doctor. I think it's good for my family. And they call in the solidarity. Can we work with this doctor? And we can say, yeah, they're very open to fair and reasonable pricing and transparency pricing. Or we could sell them, no, these aren't a good people to work with because they're going to take advantage of you and they're going to take advantage of the members of solidarity. So now by empowering our members to do that, they can make really good decisions when they select doctors and providers to use for their family. I love that. Now that hits on the financial standpoint. As you guys are drafting these lists of doctor's recommendations, though, one of the things I faced in working in the crisis pregnancy care system and in the pro-life area overall is that you want to refer someone who let's say is abortion minded to a good and hopefully pro-life OBGYN doctor and so forth but part of the problem is is you have this woman who's abortion vulnerable or even say you have a child with some side some little bit of abnormality while in utero you want a pro-life doctor so in these lists are you guys for example helping to make sure that some of these doctors specifically having to do with pregnancy are pro-life and life affirming yes we work closely with the the pro-wife the pro-women's women clinics throughout the country and so if somebody calls in from, like, the Phoenix area, there's a physician we'll refer to for OBGYN. We have one in San Diego, in, in D.C., and all the big ones. And so we're, we're gradually opening that up, and that's something we're going to do for our members is we're, we're, we're going to implement a program called the Solidary Physician Program where we're going to start vetting um, some doctors and physicians based on the, the ethical teachings of the church and put a little asterisk next to them, kind of give them the, the solidarity seal of approval, so to speak, that you can know that they're going to be faithful to the teaching the church. So that's another program we're going to be implementing here in quarter one. 
Excellent. Next year. Excellent. So one of the other things that you guys are covering, Brad, is very trendy. In some states, a lot of states, insurance doesn't cover this, but with Solidarity, this is covered integrative and alternative medical treatment. So you want to see a naturopath, you want to see a chiropractor. This is something that's covered underneath Solidarity. Yeah, well, actually, we don't use the term covered for solidarity because we're not, we're not an insurance company, Timory, but those expenses are eligible for sharing. And so we believe, believe at solidarity that, you know, upholding the teaching of the church and give people more options, especially when it comes to natural restorative health care, where our body can heal itself if we give it the right, you know, opportunity to do so. So that's what's been beautiful is sharing in those, those types of medical expenses. Excellent. And I know this is an area that so many people have been looking for answers in dealing, especially with the rise of food allergies, autoimmune disease issues, even, you know, I know many things that people are looking for alternative ways that are less evasive on their body uh, to receive the treatment that they need, but they don't have the opportunity to have those expenses shared in. Yeah, no, exactly right. And that's what we want to do is there's great alternatives out there that we can use to help our body. And that's a big draw here to solidarity is because I'm always amazed at the, how solid the Catholic community is throughout this country and how most faithful Catholics are no, now turning to naturopath and alternative treatments. And we want to be there to help those families along the way. That's Brad Hahn. He's the CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. And we've not confirmed that he is related to Scott Hahn. If anyone is wondering, they've still got to sit over a pint and figure out whether or not their lineage goes back. I, you know, I'm sure everyone was wondering that question, but we'll be right back with Brad Hahn talking more about the challenge surrounding healthcare. You can listen to more of Trending via the podcast on iTunes or the iHeartRadio app, where you can share your favorite episodes. You're listening to Trending with Timory. We are back. Do you find yourself facing challenges, moral challenges, with the way healthcare is covered, abortion, contraception, now new challenges with sex changes and hormone replacement therapy? This is episode to listen to help better understand the moral areas surrounding healthcare, but also the financial areas. We were talking earlier. You know, the average cost of healthcare in a family today is the price of a car, the upwards of over twenty thousand dollars. So we want to talk about some of the alternatives from a Catholic perspective. So I have with me Brad Hahn, who's a co-founder and CEO of Solidarity HealthShare, and they're really providing an alternative based on social and moral doctrine of the Catholic Church so that you don't have to worry about, you know, engaging in treatments or even vaccines. I know that's a whole another area that we don't necessarily want to dive into today uh, that maybe are immoral. And one of the areas with the vaccines has to do with aborted baby parts being in the vaccines. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. Brad, can you speak briefly? about how Solidarity handles the vaccine issue just with regard to the aborted baby part side of it. Yeah, yeah, we have a, well, first of all, give it a little uh, back up a second. The teaching of the church is, is that, um, you know, vaccinations are good, you know, and it's bad to use uh, abortive, you know, uh, fetal tissues in these vaccines. Um, and then, but if you also have to look at if there's any other alternatives available. And so we have, we have a lot of members calling in and we have a list um, that we use at, at Solidarity here to give, to give uh, families alternatives, you know, to, to the traditional vaccines that may have aborted, you know, baby cells in there and such like that. So that's the first thing we do, we identify them. But the teaching of the church also states that if there's no other alternative available, um, you could still possibly take that vaccine. But then as a Catholic, we must protest, you know, protest to the doctor, protest to the, um, 
to the, the pharmaceutical industry to do that. So we also help families, you know, uh, write letters and stuff like that for those vaccines that don't have any alternatives. And this is a challenge because the mainstream chickenpox vaccine right now has parts of aborted babies in it. And so I don't think a lot of people realize that there are alternatives. Exactly, exactly. And that's what we, that's, we, we flagged that too, uh, uh, Timory. So we have, uh, if, we, if any type of medical bill submitted for sharing as a medical expense with solidarity to be shared among our memberships, we've identified all the codes that are problematic, you know, contraception, sterilization, vaccinations, and such like that. So we, we personally review to make sure that we don't share in those, uh, you know, immoral and ethical practices. And for those who maybe haven't put this together or even thought about this perspective, I know it can be really shocking to learn that um, aborted baby parts are in our vaccines. This is part of what's so scandalous about what Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry has been doing. This is why the current trial of David Delighton, who went in undercover exposing in these abortion clinics how these fetal tissue procurement agencies were just going in and identifying, okay, I want a baby's heart. I want a baby's liver of this gestational age. This is how scandalous it is. And these baby parts should not uh, be taken advantage of as they are for both scientific research and for vaccines. It's unacceptable. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Timory. And that's that's part of the out of control healthcare system we have, right? When we have these big corporations, these big insurance companies that are driving healthcare in this country. And that's what we're trying to do at Solidarity HealthShare is, is take that back. How do we take it back to where we're Catholic-centered? We're more Christ-centered when it comes to our health care. And how can us as consumers, you know, do that? Could you imagine the time, too, Timory, if right now we have about 9,000 families across the country on Solidarity? Could you imagine if we had, you know, uh, a million families on Solidarity Health Share? Mm-hmm. And, we, and we're out there teaching the truth of Jesus Christ. We're talking about these vaccine issues. We're talking about all these issues. And we can go make a, a profound difference in, in the culture, but also in, um, in, in the hospital systems. Like an example I use is, let's say I'm in Phoenix here, and the Catholic hospital system down the street is, having, is procuring, you know, referring out for abortions. You know, and, if, and if Solidarity members, we could proactively come together and challenge that hospital system and say, hey, get back to your Catholic roots. You know, our members of Solidarity in the Phoenix area, we've we've shared in over you know two million dollars worth of medical expenses at your at your your Catholic hospital here. Return to the teaching of the church, otherwise our members of Solidarity aren't going to go to you anymore. So that's what we can do: create a movement in the church, which we need to do. We need to create a movement of like-minded believers to take back and restore and rec- reclaim an authentic Catholic healthcare system. Well, and this is a challenge to all of us. Are we thinking Catholic? Is our whole identity Catholic? I can tell you when I was looking for health insurance, you know, I was self-employed at the time, wasn't a time of open enrollment. I, I could go on and on with all the different areas. And I wanted somewhere that I could understand that was transparent, that was affordable. And for me personally, that's how I ended up coming across Solidarity because I had so much anxiety about the funding of hormonal contraception, abortion. And these are things that we need to not just put our hands up over, but we need to engage in culture. And I think that what you guys are doing, Brad, with Solidarity is really the opportunity to create a revolution in terms of health care in this country. No, that's that's our goal, Tim Marie, is try to restore and reclaim an authentic Catholic health care system. And that's why I'm involved in this. That's what gets me so passionate about it. I left a very promising law career of 21 years to de- demote, devote my life to restoring and re- reclaiming authentic Catholic health care. And my wife has been such a great support to me, because I remember when we were first um, kicking around this idea about solidarity, my wife just looked at me and she says, Brad, 
She says, our family is not going to buy insurance because we're not going to pay for health care that provides for, you know, contraception, sterilization, abortion, and there's no Catholic health sharing ministry out there right now. It's best you to figure out how to make health sharing ministries available for Catholics throughout this country to make sure faithful Catholics don't have to participate in these evil and immoral acts. And so it's great when we have our spouses, you know, pushing us as well, trying to do the right thing for our families, trying to do the right Mm -hmm. thing for Jesus Christ and his church. Talk about a challenge. You really stepped up on that one, Brad. (laughs) <laughs> well, the only thing I could just say is that, yes, dear, right? That's always that Hillary response you could say there. Because I could say, you know, Timberry, oh, I'm not, I'm not that man you think I am. I'm just going to kowtow and, and give in to the culture and give in to everything. So I would be embarrassed if I ever had to say that to my wife. Right? <laughs> she appealed to everything you stood for, it sounds like, in that moment. Yes, yes. Let's talk about one last example here. There are skyrocketing insulin costs right now with regard to healthcare. Now, insulin, there's kind of this monopoly of three different companies who are keeping the prices very high so that there can't even be a generic version of insulin made available to people with diabetes. And people are foregoing buying it, and it's turning out to be fatal for some. Yeah, and that, that's a, a big problem because, again, just like in the insurance industry, who controls um, prescriptions? It's the health insurance companies, it's the, uh, it's the pharmaceutical companies, and it's also this third party called pharmacy benefit managers. And the President Trump and the Health and Human Services are taking a really hard look at how everything is happening now in the pharmaceutical industry, and they're trying to make some changes there to help us. But that's what we do at Solidarity on behalf of our members. And I'll just give you an example. We had um, a woman who was a single mom with a couple kids, and she had, she had cancer, and she had to get on this cancer drug. The drug was about $12,000 a month, Timory. And so we were able to procure that and buy, through a pharmacy connection we have for $1,000 per month. But you know what that pharmacy, that pharmacy did? They also took the next step, and since our member is a self-pay, cash-pay patient, applied for a scholarship at the pharmaceutical company. And she got, a, she got that whole drugs comp, you know, comped, you know, gratis for, uh, for a year. And so look what we have people fighting, and that's where the pharmaceutical industry does a good job with scholarships and, and helping out members of Solidarity. So that's what we try to do is how do we control these drug costs in this, the costs in this country. One way is for scholarships directly to the, to, the, to the manufacturer, which a lot of people don't know about, but also find creative ways in how to find these prescription drugs at fair and reasonable pricing. So that's what we're, we're, how we try to protect our members as well. Right now, you may be getting ready for open employment. Maybe you're self-employed, work for a small business that doesn't offer insurance options. Solidarity HealthShare is an alternative that is Catholic. It is moral. It's looking out for the best quality health care that you could possibly find. We have with us the CEO, Brad Hahn of Solidarity HealthShare. Any final thoughts on kind of the future of Solidarity and projects you guys are working on? Well, I would just encourage uh, everyone to pray for us, you know, because we're on the front lines of uh, health care reform in this country, not only on the financial, the payer system, but also on the moral and ethical questions. And so uh, keep praying for us that we, we're faithful to Jesus Christ and his church. We're faithful in living out the ministry work, because if you look at it, uh, us lay people, it's our responsibility to, to reclaim this health care system in this country, you know, and, and through our baptismal call, it's our responsibility to do the right thing before the eyes of the Lord. 
So I, I'm so excited about what we're doing at Solidarity and also what the future entails, what, what the processes we're putting in place now to more transparency for our members and their medical bills, give them more choice in what they want to choose their doctors. But also, too, this next year, we're um, going to be hiring a, uh, a pastoral care team. So we want to make sure if somebody calls in from Solidarity, one of our members, and they, uh, they need some pastoral care help from their local parish, we want to make sure that we are, we're intimate in that to make sure that meals are provided for our members through their local parish, make sure they get the anointing of the sick, make sure they get uh, their spiritual needs met at well through, their, through the local parish. And that's something else because we're so stretched out in this country geographically, and so this is where we have to come together as a community. And it helps create guidelines for so many people who don't know necessarily what to do. You know, we're living in a time where a lot of people haven't experienced death, unfortunately, in their own families. And so they don't know what to do, whether it's, you know, the bereavement ministries. They don't know what to do with planning a funeral or even accessing anointing of the sick. Who do I contact? Exactly. And that's where people are calling solidarity with those questions. And it's a blessing to help our members. This is incredible. Thank you for everything that you are doing, Brad, with Solidarity. You can learn more about Solidarity HealthShare at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Again, that's SolidarityHealthShare.org. You can head over to Radiotrending.com to learn more about my guest, Brad Hahn, and check out any links and things that we mentioned today on the show. If you've liked what you've heard, please head over to iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Give us a nice review there so that other people can access the show and spread the word. You can always text a link to this episode by pulling the episode at radiotrending.com. This has been Trending with Timory. To book her to speak or learn more about her guests, visit radiotrending.com. You can listen to more of Trending via the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or the iHeartRadio app, where you can share your favorite episodes. 